MSW Media. Welcome to Teacher Quit Talk. I'm Miss Redacted. And I'm Mrs. Frazzled. Every week we explore the teacher exodus to find out what, if anything, could get these educators back in the classroom. We've all had our moments where we thought, what the hell am I doing here? From burnout to bureaucracy to soul-sucking stressors and creative dead ends. From recognizing when it was time to go to navigating feelings of guilt and regret afterwards, we're here to cut out the gaslighting and get real about what it means to leave teaching. We've got insights from former teachers from all over the country who have seen it all. So get ready to be disturbed. Join us on Teacher Quit talk to laugh through the pain of the U.S. education system. We'll see you there. Hi, I'm Francis Callier. And I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela and welcome to... I am really proud. I am really honored. He's a jackass. Stop it. Get off it, Donald. Hey, what happened? Stupid is, stupid does, sir. You blow it! You idiot! Idiot of the week! Week, 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 week! This is where you send us the stupid at idiot of the week, week, week at gmail.com and at frangela08 at gmail.com. And then we mock them here. Yeah, it's so exciting. It's so exciting. Thank you so much for listening to us on the Sexy Liberal Podcast Network and on MSW Media. Thank you. Thank you. And we want to also thank you for those of you who are Patreon friends. Thank you so much. We appreciate it. If you can, we'd appreciate you joining. If you can't, we understand. And please do us, do us this solid and get other people to listen to these podcasts to sign up, rate and review, because that'll be how we get ads. And then, and then we can eat and be housed. (laughs) So thank you. It's so true. And if you become a Patreon friend, what do you get? You get three, three micro idiots a week. Not one, not two, but three. That's right, three. (laughs) As our way of saying thank you. Yes, yes, yes. And you can also get a Cameo video from Frangela. Go to Cameo.com, put in Frangela, and we can wish you a happy birthday, happy anniversary. Congratulations on that new promotion. Oh, a whole host of messages for you and as a gift for someone else. Yes. Uh, we want to remind you that we will be taking off the week of Memorial Day. Uh, so, but we will be returning after that, just just so you know that, that we will be uh, not We will here. not be podcast that week. It's called yeah. a real and actual break. So yeah. thank you very much um, for that. Yes. Let's get started, shall we? Because the stupid waits for no one. They don't. They don't. This first one is from David G. Thank you very much. Police red face as Porsche stolen twice. Okay, apparently, um, (laughs) this is a Porsche 911 Carrera S, which I guess is a very expensive car. Apparently, apparently. $280,000 car, right? Yep. So apparently what happened is um this in malaysia yeah it was the 76 geneva motor show in geneva switzerland right right and and then but but somehow the malaysian police were left red face after a man what happened was (laughs) he comes in dressed to the to the nines in a suit looking good right Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. for this this motor show this motor motor show right Mm-hmm. And uh, he looks at the he looks at the at the Porsche, looks at them, and goes, "Hey, hand me hand me the keys," and they do. <laughs> he gets Which... inside the car, mm-hmm. and what does he do, Angela? He um drives it 
turns it on and he drives. And now you're saying to yourself, well, wait a minute, wait a minute. You just told me he's inside of a venue. Yeah. Yeah. Well, yes, he is. So he drove it through a glass window <laughs> out of the venue. He I mean, stole it by driving it through the window. I have never seen that. Let me tell you something. If they had written that in a movie, in a movie plot, I would have been like, oh, this is stupid. People don't do that. <sighs> and then um, what's fascinating to me about this is that the reason they they it got caught was that the car was found later abandoned a short distance away because its fuel tank was empty. Right. So I'm surprised. I mean, I guess they must. That's how they move the cars in there, probably. But yeah. I was surprised there was any fuel in the car at the first. But it apparently wasn't very much. Right. So the person, whoever this thief was, they abandoned the car. So they find the car. So then they do what they what what happens with cars. Um, I guess the police, they took it back to the police station. Right. Because it's a crime scene now, right? It's, 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 it's a crime scene. So um, being somebody who finishes what he started. <laughs> and I, I, I don't, they may not make it clear to hear, clear to hear how they knew. I mean, maybe it's post facto that they know that he's the guy who stole it. Right. But he goes, bro, he got into the police lot, the police station where the car had been towed. And because he had the keys, he stole it again. Yeah. And drove off the police a lot in it. Yep. But ditched it later after he discovered roadblocks had been set up to stop him. Police are still hunting for the suspect. <sighs> okay. I have a number of things. One, as the dean of the um, Shelton Nugent School. Right. I can tell you that that we would be obje- we'd be trying to get this case dismissed on calling it a theft in the first place. Mm-hmm. When you give someone the keys, that's right. Why did he need the keys for a car that was on display? That's right. That's right. And why were they? My understanding. I'm okay. I'm from Detroit. We have an auto show every year that is a very a big deal in that city, right? Yes. Like people come from all over, whatever. And what I don't, you can open the all you can ever do if you can even touch the cars is open them and sit in them and look around them, maybe. And that's not always true. And this certainly sounds like the kind of car where that may not have been true for it. Right. But you cannot. Why is it even able to be turned on? Why would you give this person the keys? You know what? I say that's on you. That's- feeling too and don't give me the oh it was inside a building so we didn't think he could took it where well, you know what how to get in the building it got in the building some kind of way which means it can get out some kind of way yep yep see i'd be trying to get this thrown out on gp on that to begin with it okay. is so fucking bold face no bold face though no, where he gets it where this this thief gets a little bit of stupid respect is that he went to the police lot like, no, motherfuckers, I told you I stole this car. <laughs> this is my I car. I told you. This was my push. I mean. Did you really think? Did you think? There's, there's, there's a hubris here where I can see this one for me. Like, did you think? Oh, 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 oh. Did you think you could take my stolen car from me? Totally. Did you think I was done with the car? No, did you think I, I was? I didn't tell you I was done. Oh, because you know what? One fact we forgot to mention is he returned to the police lot with a canister of gasoline 
put it now, in the car and drove it off the lot. Thank you, Francis. This is where we go. He solved the initial problem. That's now, right. I uh, that and I'm like, I do not. The police are dumb, and I think that the auto show people are dumb. Yeah. I don't know why you give anyone a key. You don't need the key. I don't even. My assumption about those things is always even that the people who are at the displays probably don't even have the keys. Can I tell you, you know? something, Angela? Uh huh. I, this is why I'm so okay with the man still in the car. Because if you had walked up to them and said, can I have yeah. the keys to this $300,000 car? They'd, they'd, be, they'd poke your eyes out with those keys. <laughs> what are I you doing even looking know. at our car? I have to show multiple forms of ID to get a pizza delivered to me. That's in right. my home. There's That's no right. goddamn way. In fact, we had to get some medication for one of the dogs. And it was, we had to get it early because of, go, you know, being out of town and, like basically i was like let me wait in the car because you white and maybe um they'll just if i come in with you they might think we're drug seeking totally because it's one of those medications that people take too because gotcha. he was like you came in like no because this is how i get treated like it's just sort of a normal part yeah i got to say i am tempted really tempted to say that this man not only does he not belong in the idiot column mm-hmm. he may be something we have to start teaching that's right that's right. Because he learned from the first mistake. Yep. And I'm going to tell you something. He, this is a motherfucker who ain't afraid to be caught because he drove out of a glass window and a police lot. <laughs> he is not afraid to be caught. He's willing to do that time. That's what I'm hearing here. That's right. And, 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 you know what? You know what? And he is a professional. He, I mean, well, look. He's, a, he's the window thing. Like, it is a little, like, you know. I, I think it's baller and boss. Well, it's, but also, there was, they got that car in there without going through the glass window. Like, you yeah. could, you know what I mean? Like, there was probably, and I know that must, that was a higher level ask, but what I read here is now I'm taking this car and it's about taking the car and yeah. I don't care and I'll do this time. And I don't know if this man is, it's got so many years to live or so many months or weeks to live. And this was on his bucket list was to drive that car. So he's like, fuck it or what? Yeah. But what I do know is this is not a person you can threaten. <laughs> Your laws mean nothing. Nothing. To this man. Next up, this next uh, is from several people. Carol M. Ellie F. Donnie J. Thank you. Thank you. Unruly passenger opens United Planes emergency exit, slides down wing. Okay. Now, this is a decidedly spirit form of behavior. Yes, Lord. And in fact, quite frankly, on spirit, I think it's okay to do this. I don't know that this would even be considered a rule violation in spirit. However, uh, a passenger aboard a United Airlines flight was arrested for opening an emergency door and sliding down the wing of the plane as it was moving <laughs> after it landed in Chicago. Wow. Flight, O'Hare. O'Hare. Flight 2478 from San Diego. Okay, first of all, you could get me if this was a flight from like the West Coast to the East Coast or East Coast to the West. That's a long flight. But to Chicago from San Diego, come on. Okay, Francis, were you really, we've been doing an idiot too long. If you're going to get dispensation for another thousand miles on this or <laughs> less than that on, on this, because here's my thing, Francis, here's my thing. It's never... First of all, it's moving. This is no different from jumping out of a moving car, except you endangered many people's lives, not just your own or whoever else was on the road. 
Right. Uh, what I need to, everybody to understand is the anxiety that must have been crawling up this man's throat. I have I have one word for you, Xanax. I have another <laughs> word for you, booze. <laughs> if you're in the place where you can't handle a flight that hardcore, then you just you need, to, need to fly. Need to fly. Yep. Um, and basically the ground crew stopped the person on the outside of the uh, plane and they got... Uh, to law got this person to law enforcement um but the thing is it was a red eye so everybody was kind of asleep and out of it not really paying attention and it sounds like what i've had half has happened is that he went to the emergency door and people saw it but kind of like weren't processing it yeah and he opened the door flew the door open and just went down the wing and the stewardess even came down there and was like wait wait what's happening like (laughs) nobody and that's to me the most upsetting part of that to me is nobody stopped him. Nope. Nobody um that he was nobody able to screamed. pop that door. That yep. he was able to pop that door that quickly, unaided. Because normally what I have been told mm-hmm. is, is that that door is very, very difficult to pop. Well, you would hope. You would hope that it would, I mean, not like so difficult that you can't do it, but that you can't do it that quickly necessarily like that easily yeah now and, and it's just i was just like but here's my other problem with that even if you were having this sort of anxious moment you were so close dude you were a taxi oh, and i know the taxi in la if you land at lax here you go i love when people land like oh i'll be out there in five months like, you'll be out here in 35 That's like right. this the taxing is a drive in and of itself yeah. and that can happen i understand but you were there dude yeah. you were there you had landed it was just was if there was ever a time to slow your roll and hold on I know, I know. It's just he crawled over people. He, like he, he was he wasn't he was in dumb. the emergency row. He, he crawled over He was three in an emergency. <laughs> That's what he was in. I need to know what that emergency was because I think you're right. Something was going on, and I want to know what. Yes. And that's my problem with this reportage mm-hmm. is, is that we don't understand. Like what I need to know, I need to know one thing. Was he trying to make a flight? Yeah, what was going on? I hope, I pray that he had a bout of anxiety that was so difficult that he thought that I it's either me and I die on this plane right now right, or I get out of this can. That feels like the kind of thing that you would start screaming that or something. And I know that's not fair for me to say probably, but I feel like when people are having those kind of fits, they, they let you know, they're like, ah! Yeah, there's some kind of wind up, you know, right, but this right. is just straight out of nowhere. And I, I don't, and I will say in his defense, they don't, I don't remember anywhere on that announcement saying, don't open the emergency door after we landed. Nope. Not never. Maybe he thought not he was never. being helpful. Yeah. But he sure did take his ass on out there and they sure did put him in cuffs. Well, I'm gonna you can't do that shit. I'm going to see if he has a lawyer and then we're going to get a GoFundMe. Totally. <laughs> Okay, with that, we're going to be right back. Season two of Swing Left's How We Win is here. We have an incredible opportunity to fight for our democracy. We don't agonize, we organize. And we've got a lot of work to do. Subscribe right now on Apple and everywhere you get your pods for insight, action, and your reasons for hope. I'm Steve Pearson. And I'm Mariah Craven. And And this this is season two two of How How We Win. Welcome back. 
this next idiot is from Jeff Y. Well, we got these. There's a we have a couple of idiots. They kind of go together. Kind of go. They do. But this first one is from Jeff Y. Canada MP regrets calling into debate from toilet. Okay. Um, Now I I don't think that he's an idiot for this. You don't. Let me tell you why. Okay, let's first. I'm going to tell let's you the tell story. You what happened. I'm going to tell, tell, tell you what happened, and I'm going to tell you why I don't think he's an idiot. A Canadian lawmaker has apologized for appear, appearing remotely for a parliamentary session from a toilet cubicle. Liberal MP Ali was panned by a Conservative Party lawmaker after colleagues noticed the familiar background of the building's washroom. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, arrival MP said the camera was mounted on the ledge or ridge on the wall just above the back of the toilet. Mm-hmm. This is the second liberal MP in two years to be caught in an embarrassing situation on a Zoom call. Uh, Mr. Ali, a 55-year-old former real estate dealer, was elected last year to serve, and the incident took place, place during a debate on a member's bill in the House of Commons where several members appeared by a private video call that was only visible to their fellow MPs. Okay? Yep. So a conservative uh, female was saying, uh, who was attending the event in person, rose a point of the uh, order to suggest that her colleague might be participating from a washroom. The washrooms of the building. So everybody <laughs> recognized it. Um, a parliamentary page. So it's one that like assistance. The page <laughs> confirmed, oh yeah, yeah, he's in the washroom. That's where he at. <laughs> this triggered a rebuke from the chamber's assistant deputy speaker who asked that all law- lawmakers be, quote, prudent on how we use our devices and to be aware of the surroundings when you are online. Um, okay, here's the deal. I find it interesting that the way this article is written, they identify the liberal and conservative. Yeah, I because do what this feels like in, in that with the introduction of those words is that had this been a conservative MP, this person might not have said anything. That's the implication that and, and the idea that, oh, it's the second liberal MP. Like so liberal MPs don't do well on like they're a problem. Right. And I will say this. The, the, the really key piece of information that's missing here is was he going to the bathroom? bathroom? Thank you. And also, let me tell you, my other issue is, okay, why can't we say that this is a great worker? This guy doesn't <laughs> want to miss any part of this. He's got he's to go to the bathroom and he's listening. Maybe, or maybe there's even like, maybe where his office is doesn't get good reception. Maybe this is the, the room that he thinks you can hear him the best in. Maybe a lot of things. Now, is it a poor choice? Absolutely. Absolutely. But also we have Zoom fatigue, everyone. We've been doing this for years. People are getting sick of it. They're getting, they're getting a little Jeffrey Tubin. You know yeah. what I mean? They yeah. like, they forget that things are, you know, we've all got a little lax here and there on this. This was a very, very unfortunate place to do it from. But I think sort of getting, it doesn't sound like he was in any way, they would have mentioned if he was naked or if he exposed himself in any way or right. if they'd had to hear any, everybody poops. Let's just say everybody poops. That was my okay? favorite book in the 90s. That's what I'm saying. So, so can we get out of the bathroom shaming? Yeah. And then, but here's the problem. It isn't a great choice. 
No. But maybe there were reasons. Maybe there was somebody, you know, his his office was closed off for some reason. Maybe, yeah. who knows? But I need that information. I do too. I do before too. Before I can call him a straight up idiot. And it's not just a political attack. Totally, totally. Next up. This is from Secretary Damselfly and Evan S. This goes with this last one. It, but this is in England, in merry old England. <laughs> Neil Parrish, a conservative party, party member of parliament, said he is resigning after admitting that he watched pornography twice in the House of Commons in a, quote, moment of madness. <laughs> madness? A moment madness? of madness. He had madness a moment of madness. Before? He was mad for a moment. You know, because I find it that it's usually horniness. <laughs> well, he said, this is the thing. He said the first time he did it, it was an accident. Oh, oh. Okay, yeah. that's what he told the BBC. It happened after, now follow me on this one. It happened after he was looking at tractors. So somehow he was on at, in the House of Commons, in the parliament, in the room where everybody is. Right. Right, not in his own office. And he was looking at tractors and then somehow porn came up. I I have Google tractors and this does not happen for me. No, it does not. So so that was an accident. Look, let me tell you something. Let me tell you. No, 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 no. I'm gonna stop there because he said that was no an porn, accident. Ain't no kink. Ain't no. Let me tell you something. I know something about pornography. Okay. Mm-hmm. Ain't no tractor. Ain't no tractor kink. Okay. I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Well, I'm just. I mean, it was an accident though. You know, you're looking up garden farm implements and suddenly porn so he says that that was that was first it was an accident now the second time however and this is where this is where we know we're in england and not the united states because if this were the united states this person would be sticking to the it's an accident or fuck you line of defense but this guy cops to it he goes okay the second time it was uh, it, it was intentional and this quote is awesome he says Funnily enough, the first time, it was tractors I was looking at. I did get into another website that had a very similar name, and I watched it for a bit, which I shouldn't have done. But my crime, biggest crime, is that on another occasion, I went in a second time. Because <laughs> got good to you. So it was two colleagues who happened to be females said that they saw him looking at porn from his phone while they were sitting near him. Um, he got suspended. Now, we don't suspend people for storming the Capitol and threatening to kill the vice president. So I don't know. Yeah. Or organizing these events or having anything to do with them. So the fact that, you know, I mean, you're not getting the resignation out of somebody in the fucking U.S. House of Representatives no. or Senate over this shit. But he resigned um, in a statement. He said, following recent allegations regarding MPs use of their mobile phone in parliament, I've referred myself to the parliamentary commissioner for standards in the House of Commons, he wrote. Now, it's weird how he disassociates himself from it in that yeah. sentence, because he's the person who did it. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. And I look at that and I go, yeah, dude, dude, you know, if you can't stop looking at the porn while at work. Especially, here's the thing. It's one, it's, you shouldn't be doing it at all, but it, most people do it in the bathroom or in their cubicle or in their office. You can't be sitting in the middle of the meeting and this House of Commons meeting, they get taped, they get recorded. Yeah. And, and a lot of times they're, I think they might even be um, on, streamed live always. I, and I don't, you know, they may have, their, I'm guessing they have their own kind of C-SPAN situation. But the the thing is what gets, what's hilarious to me here is that they, that uh, it was said 
that people had a res- didn't think the conservative party handled it correctly. And they said that they knew for days about this disgusting behavior of one of their MPs and tried to cover it up. This is a government rotting from the head down. I would hate to see what they think of this government. Totally. If that's rotting from the head down. Now, well, here's the deal, boo. I, You know what? If we even give him, are we going to give him a pass on the first time? Are we going to go, okay. You accidentally ran into some porn and looked at it a few moments longer than you should have. Right. Yeah. You know what? I, I, I'll give that. That can be his gimme. That can be his mulligan. Because he admits to that the second time was he did go looking for it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. And what, what we know is that the sec- that's the, the second time he got caught. Yeah. The it's, other times he didn't get caught or reported. That's that's what I think also. But I also say to myself, if I were trying to argue for him, I'd go, well, have we thought about making the, the proceedings a little more interesting? <laughs> Perhaps we all need to challenge ourselves to make these debates, you know, really have sticking power. Like, make people want to say, dude, you can't really get porn when you have your job. Okay, let's review. We got the, uh, let's see. We started with the police red faces. The Porsche, uh, a Porsche stolen twice. Then we have the passenger who opened up the exit door when they had landed and ran out. Yeah. Then we got the candidate MP who regrets calling into a debate from the toilet. And we have the British, uh, lawmaker who looked at porn twice while in, in the House of Commons. I'm going to go with the British lawmaker. Yeah. Because the second time is on you. Yeah. 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 This is this is the problem, Francis. There was a time in this country. Actually, there was a time. There was a time in this country that that people understood at least the need for aloneness. Unless it was a group activity that everybody had consented to and not at work. You aren't supposed to be looking at the porn. You can't be looking at the porn in the middle of debate. No, that's not. No. That's not how we rule government. That's not. That's not right. Actually, there was a time in this country. There was a time in this country that people understood that how you board the plane is how you deboard, deplane the plane. That's right. Okay, that's you right. don't make new openings and procedures mid ride. Okay, no, there is there is no individual exiting. There no. is no, oh, that's Angela's exit. That's your exit. That's not, no, no that's not how it works. There's a time we understood that. Yes, I'm Francis Callier. I'm Angela V. Shelton. We are Frangela. Thank you so much for listening to Idiot of the Week. Week, 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 week.